Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Attention, adoring fans. Back to more John Chuckery. Hey, folks, how you doing? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to talk all things Dirty Birds. It's Falcons Flyover with John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back in the Kia Studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This is John Chuckery Show. Hanging out here on this Thursday evening with you. 404-741-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey apps how you catch us on the go. Social media is at 929thegame on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm at JMSH316. He is at underscore Dylan Matthews. This unite look at all things Atlanta Falcons. It is the Falcons flyover. So, came across another potential Lamar Jackson trade. Now, look. Ian Rappaport said that on Twitter that the other day that the... Ravens are going to sign Lamar Jackson to at least the exclusive franchise tag, which would not allow another team to sign him. So if somebody is going to sign him, I don't say sign him, but if somebody's going to get their hands on Lamar Jackson, it's going to have to be through a trade because it'll be on the franchise tag and it'll be exclusive. So nobody in a free agent kind of situation can sign him. Now, Mike Fisher's a guy who I don't really understand why he does some writing for the Atlanta Falcons. He's he's a guy that's a Dallas Cowboy. I mean, he's in Texas. He's a Dallas Cowboy guy. I mean, he's, you know, pretty well known, you know, to be a Cowboy guy in Texas. But he does some writing for the Atlanta Falcons. I don't know how, but anyway. So he floats out there the idea of trading Lamar Jackson for three first-round picks. What's our sounder? What? What? Can, can, we, we got our sounder from from the other night over there. What? 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 What would? So let's see. We give up three first-round picks for Lamar, and then we still have to sign him to a whole bunch of our cap space. What do we say? Then? Yeah. So we we just. Look, I, I don't know what the going rate is for Lamar Jackson. You know, we've we've come up with a couple of these ridiculous trade scenarios and things like that. You know, the theory behind that is that's the deal for Deshaun Watson, right? The Browns had to give up three first-rounders, and they got Deshaun and a fifth-round pick back. And then they paid him $240 million guaranteed. Right. 
right, that's that's my sentiments exactly on on all of this. Go right back into the same situation that we were trying to avoid before. And again, we're not a quarterback away, but why why would I give up three first rounders for a guy that if you don't want to be, I mean, maybe somebody will pay that. I mean, maybe maybe somebody that that's because again, Deshaun Watson, but again, not every owner is Jimmy Haslam. Not every owner is Jimmy and D Haslam who are complete nitwits when it comes to running their NFL franchise. So if you find the right nitwit to run your NFL franchise, then maybe a deal like that makes sense. But there aren't enough maybe Jimmy and D Haslams. And again, the Browns are in a much better situation than the Falcons are. Browns have their defensive line figured out. They've got their running backs figured out. They've got their offensive line figured out. They have a lot more strengths that the Browns have than what the Falcons have. So, again, I say no to all of that kind of stuff. Right, exactly. All right. Um, have to laugh here that here's what Pro Football Focus has for off-season needs for all 32 NFL teams, right? 2023 needs uh, or off-season needs for all 32 teams, right? Here's what they say about the Falcons. Because, like, Arizona, pass rush, Ravens, wide receiver, Buffalo, offensive line. For the Falcons, they say everything. In their first post-Matt Ryan season, the Falcons fielded an effective and entertaining offense. It was the most run-heavy system in football. Run plays on over 50% of their snaps, but the defense was lagging way behind and needs a complete overhaul. As a unit, the Falcons ranked 30th in expected points added allowed uh, per play and and allowed a score on 43% of their drives that they faced. That was league worst. There are a couple of players who belong, but there's no level of this defense that doesn't need an injection of talent. Well, okay, then why would we give up our three why would we give up three first rounders for Lamar for Lamar Jackson? Right. And you know, you're not going to spend your way. Look, you first off you're not gonna sp- you're not gonna have money to sp- get four or five top flight guys. You have money for maybe one or two guys. By the time you fill out your roster, extend guys and everything else. John Freaky. Yes. Well, you know, again, I, I forgot we got a hundred million to spend. Right. I mean that that's wasn't that Freaky's line. John Freaky. Right. Him. We got a hundred. We got a hundred million to spend. Well, it's just a it's a whisker below that at fifty six million. Which can get to 60, whatever, five, whatever, 56 and 12. 68 million if you cut Marcus Mariota. But, you know, again, that's going to happen. But you got to sign a backup quarterback. Okay, anyway, we've been through all this uh, kind of stuff. All right, now here's another crazy one. All right. No, no wonder I'm brain dead. Like, I, I just, no wonder I'm, I'm brain dead from reading so much, so much stuff. Okay. So here's an article by Nate Davis of USA Today, ranking the best fits for Aaron Rodgers, A.A.Ron, right? So A.A.Ron's best fits, okay? Now, he's got at number one, 
the uh, New York Jets at number one, okay? He's got the Las Vegas Raiders at number two. He's got the New York Giants at three, the Seahawks at four, Patriots at five, and then he's got the Falcons at number six. From a fiscal point of view, they have more cap room, roughly $57 million, than any team aside from the Bears. And Rodgers isn't getting dealt within the division to the franchise he already owns, quote-unquote. Falcons' trade offer could also begin with a top-10 choice, number eight specifically this year. Atlanta additionally offers a bright offensive mind in head coach Arthur Smith, Algier, London, Pitts, all that good kind of stuff, and especially given the state of the NFL. Okay. Oh, my God. These, the, all of these scenarios are so stiff. See, again, let me explain the Peter King theory, okay? We have to go over this all the time, okay? Peter King knows a drastic amount more than you and I when it comes to the entirety of the NFL and all the moving pieces and parts and all the different teams, right? But when it comes to our team, the Atlanta Falcons, that we cover every single day, every single minute, every single second. That's all we're interested in. We know more than those guys do. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a $50 million quarterback. Now, A-A-Ron. Yeah. He's 50. He ain't 40. He's 50 million. He, this extension that he signed was $50 million. And again, you sign A.A. Ron, you're not going to be able to do anything else with your roster. A.A. Ron. And, and we'll have this cute quarterback that isn't going to win us a Super Bowl because our roster is so depleted still. <laughs> I mean, does anybody think? I mean, do we just look? I I get it. We got to write every day, and we got to come up with topics, right? I podcast every day. I do radio. I understand. I understand the mentality, coming up with topics and things and stuff to discuss and all that kind of stuff. But why would the why would the Falcons be in the business of Aaron Rodgers? A-A-Ron. I mean, he's not winning Super Bowls with that team. What's he going to do here? What's this going to look like? Right. (sighs) Anyway. All right. Let's get a mock in. Ryan Wilson of CBS. He's got uh, Jalen Carter, one to the Bears. Bryce Young, number two to the Texans. Will Anderson, three to the Cardinals. C.J. Stroud, finally somebody's thinking, Uh, Four to the Colts. Tyree Wilson to the uh, Seahawks at five. The edge player out of Texas Tech. Miles Murphy, six. Will Levis, seven to the Raiders. And then he's got to the Atlanta Falcons, Joey Porter Jr., cornerback. Joey Porter Jr. is the prototypical big physical cornerback who looks like he belongs in the NFL. He can sometimes get... A little too handsy downfield, but he checks many of the boxes of what teams are looking for when they're drafting their cornerbacks. And, of course, he plays for Penn State. 
Look, he's got the size, six foot two, 194, right? Big corner. But again, and I'm not uh, – uh, let's put him in the bad category. Again, stands 10 yards away from the ball. The ball's placed down on the ground, okay? And everybody lines up your defense. Stands 10 yards away. How many, how many sacks is Joy Porter going to get me? How many? Most likely zero. Okay. How far away does he play? At least 10 yards. Yeah. All right. When uh, we get back, we'll talk to our buddy Ken Segura. As uh, It's not going good for the basketball program, but we'll also talk to him about how National Signing Day went for Brett Key. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. So who is this person? It's John Chuckery. Are you sure? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you, John Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Thursday evening. 404-741-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text sign to be a part of the show. Odyssey apps how you catch us on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game on Instagram. Facebook and Twitter at JMSH316 on Twitter. Myself, he is at underscore Dylan Matthews. Well, National Signing Day come and went yesterday. A, um, you know, potential standout player down at the Senior Bowl and, you know, certainly lots of bad news around the uh, basketball program. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Let's talk to our buddy Ken Segura covering uh, all things Georgia Tech for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, JAJC.com is where you can check out all of his work and at K Segura, AJC on Twitter. And Kenny, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks for uh, spending a few minutes with us. Sure. Thank you, John, for having me on. Let's, uh, let's start with Keon White. He is becoming yeah. very, very quickly. Um, you know, I know Daniel Jeremiah had him number eight on his big board of top prospects, um, certainly flashing out um, in the Senior Bowl. You know, look, is he going to be the, the you know, first top ten pick since Calvin Johnson? I mean, you know, he's he's got a lot of upside, and, and he's definitely impressing some coaches down there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny. I mean, I, the way he played this year, you certainly thought he was a strong 
draft prospect. Um, but I, I, I confess I didn't realize that he was he's valued as highly. I do I do remember like during the you know even in the preseason and during the season, scouts were always coming through practice and checking him out. Um, and I, I guess it was good reason. But uh, but yeah, you know he, he's one of those guys. He's got all the physical tools, really fast for his size, and but also strong and quick, and uh, and and just has a a good sense of playing that position, a good set of moves on the edge. Um, so yeah, I, I you know I I wouldn't have thought he'd be a top ten guy like you're suggesting is possible, but uh, but it only sounds like from you know what we're seeing on Twitter and elsewhere that uh, he's he's certainly uh, he's uh, helping himself out a lot uh, down in Mobile. Ken. Um... I know you spoke with Haynes King's dad uh, recently in an article. And, you know, what was it about Georgia Tech that obviously, you know, he's the transfer uh, transfer quarterback right. from, you know, Texas A&M, was looked at as, you know, really being the, the next guy behind Kellen Mond that was going to be their starter. What was it about Tech? I mean, I'm not, so, I'm not surprised that he transferred out, but what was it about mm-hmm. Tech that he decided to come there? Um, well, I, you know, I guess from what, what his dad was saying, he was a high school coach in Texas, uh, was that he was, he was looking for a place where he could get a fair chance to play. And I think that was maybe a commentary a little bit on what he, they felt happened at Texas A&M. But obviously, um, you know, they, he had a connection with, with Chris Winkie, who was a quarterback coach. Chris Winkie was, was at Tennessee and was recruited uh, Haynes out of, out of high school in Texas. And they built up a really good relationship there. And so uh, his dad once, um, they decided, or he decided that they're going to go in the portal, or he was going to go in the portal. He reached out to to Winky and said, "Hey, you know, I, I just wanted to let you know, he, he, you know, my son's probably going to portal. I hope you're interested." And and Tech very much was, uh, you know, as people have been following with this team, they've had, you know, they they lost Jeff Sims, they lost Tyson Pumachan to the portal, and so that leaves left left them with only two guys returning, and they to that point they hadn't signed. Uh, anyone in, as a high school prospect, and they, they still haven't. So, just for depth's sake, um, you need some some more bodies there. But I mean, certainly, I'm sure he looked at that position where Tech stood or stands. He got uh, Zach Pratt, who did a really nice job in limited reps. Um, Zach Gibson, you know, broke a little more, and so I'm sure he's thinking, I've got a pretty good job to to be a starting quarterback in a at a power conference school, um, and he's obviously, he, you know, he's play, played a lot, played the most, well, played more than Zach Prine has and, and uh, Tyron has, and so, you know, he's certainly got the talent. He was a four-star coming out of high school, so I'm sure they're telling him, hey, if, you, if you're if you the quarterback, you know, you think you are, and, we, you know, we've seen on tape, you'll have a good shot at it. So um, it's a good pickup for, for Drew Jack, certainly, to have some, you know, three quarterbacks now, uh, who've all played uh, and started at, at this level, and someone in, in Haynes King who's, you know, almost beat Alabama last year uh, with Texas A&M. So, uh, yeah, that's certainly um, a, a, a win for, for both sides, I think you'd say. Ken Segura covering all things Georgia Tech for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, joining us here on the com hotline. So was looking at, uh, you know, Tech and, you know, they were pretty all over the board with their signing class, you know, back in December, obviously yesterday and things. Um, I, I guess 247's got them 12th in the conference. Excuse me. Only Virginia and Syracuse finished behind them. How do you think that they did overall? Do you think that they really addressed some needs coming uh, out of National Signing Day and 
um, you know, how many of these kids maybe really get a chance to kind of play. I mean, it seems like, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for the right kid to come in and, and be somebody on this team. Yeah, I would say that. I think probably, I mean, certainly for next year's, um, just that, that team, I think they, they, they helped themselves a lot. They brought in 12 transfers. They were really uh, stand out at wide receiver and linebacker, and they picked up players at both those positions. Um, you know, to, you know, Texas A&M, Andre White, who was a starter there, uh, two years, a 21 season, um, has played a lot and can, you know, you would think can fit in right away and play linebacker. And then they yeah, picked someone else up, um, Braylon Oliver, who was in Minnesota, who wasn't, you know, didn't play a ton, but but played some and, and has had has a lot of experience at, at, at the college level. And so you're plugging in hopefully two guys that, you know, maybe aren't stars or weren't stars, but but are guys that you, you probably feel comfortable knowing you can put in there and they're going to be able to, to be, you know, productive and, and contribute. And they're also playing in a scheme now that they really kind of featured linebackers and uh, and, and so that's that's you know it's it's a it's certainly a question mark because you, you lose two guys in Charlie Thomas and Ayenda Ely who, who played almost every snap for for Tech and linebacker last season were really productive really good players um, but then also wide receiver they you know they they lost starting with losing Nate McCollum and Malachi Carter um, they they've got some slot you know some some snaps to fill in there um, Abdul Jenna is. He's a transfer from Duquesne, um, kind of an interesting possibility. He was really productive at the FCS level, even did well when he played against Florida State last year. Um, but he's, he's someone that, among guys, Christian Larry from Alabama is another one that um, potentially has some chance to, to come in and, and fill some thoughts that they really need, need filling in at. All right, let's, um, let's switch over to the basketball team. Um, <laughs> All right. You know, and, and I, I – look – they lost last night by 10 to a Louisville right. team that was 2 and 19 going in, hadn't won a conference right. game. You know, look, I, I'm not going to ask you to speak about Josh Pastner and, you know, whether he should stay and go and different things like that. Mm-hmm. But we are really coming into a critical mass. And I understand Josh won the ACC a few years ago, and it was a miraculous run. But why can't this program be better? I mean, look, it's it's <laughs> look, yeah. it's, it's like one time in eight years, this cycle that we go through that it's a good right. season and it's a tournament season. But it's like one right. si- one season in eight at this point. I mean, it there's no consistency to it. And you know, I was talking with Sam Crenshaw last night, and, and he's like, well, they're young. Everybody in college mm-hmm. basketball is young. Like, what, what, team, <laughs> what, what team's old? Like that's why that's why yeah. there's no stars in college basketball because everybody's young. That's not an excuse, you know, that everybody's young and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah. this really feels like the bottom is starting to fall out with this program and all of the goodwill that Pastner had built up is eroding away very, very quick. I mean, it's not eroding away; it's an avalanche that's that's crumbling, <laughs> you know, everywhere around it. Uh, yeah, I'd push back on one thing you said. I think there are, I mean, I think that the teams that are a lot of the teams in the ACC that are doing well, starting with North Carolina, they were able to hold on to guys or, you know, because of NIL or, or they were able to bring in grad transfers and so forth. And so I think some of the teams that, that have taken their turn 
giving Tech a beating um, are, are a little bit older than, than Georgia, or maybe a lot older than Georgia Tech is. But that aside, um, yeah, that the question of why they can't be better, uh, it, it's yeah, it's really frustrating. I mean, I think the thing that Josh Pastor said when he came in was, you know, we want to get old and stay old, and that's something he said over and over and over. And it seemed like right, you know, that that 2021 team with Jose Alvarado and and Moses Wright and, and you know Jordan Usher and Michael DeVoe, they were kind of finally that model of okay, we you know we've brought in guys as freshmen and they transferred into sophomores and we've developed them and now you know they're seniors and they're you know they were winning they're a successful team and last year was was really critical they I think there was a, a hope or thought that you know you know this is me Alvarado and Wright are gone but we still got Michael DeVoe and all ACC caliber guy and Jordan Usher was also a really good player and you, you bring in some freshmen behind them and, and you're thinking maybe they got a chance to to maybe not do the same thing, but be competitive, and and they weren't. Um, and they've, you know, the the group they have now, it's you know, it's it's. I think you see some potential and some pieces there, but it it doesn't it doesn't fit very well together. Um, and so yeah, the result is is a team with eight and fourteen and and one and eleven and lost to as you say to Louisville. Um, but they just can't play very they often play very well and and are terrible shooting the three. Um, and it's it's. Yeah, again, you would think that, you know, just being in ACC and, and being in a – having a really nice arena and being in a market like Atlanta and, and having all the talent around, you would be able to do a little better or even a lot better. But, uh, but yeah, it's been very – some up and, and mostly down, as, as you know. So if – you know, look, Jay Bat's got a, a, a tough road here because you just had to replace the football coach and – you know, right. you're trying to raise NIL money and trying to raise contract for a coach, trying to raise, you know, money for a staff and all that kind of stuff. And I know that that's the thing that he did at Alabama, that he was a, you know, a, a an excellent booster and he was able to raise a lot of money for Alabama. But if you're replacing both coaches, you know, in a span of just a few months from one another, is Tech in mm-hmm. any kind of financial position to – you know, get into the mix for a competent basketball coach? Or do you kind of just have to go, you know, when the Hawks a few years ago, what was it? They fired Mike or, or Mike Woodson played out his contract. And then it was Larry Drew. And and the reason that right. they had Larry Drew is because he was the cheapest guy available. That was when the Spirit owned him, and he was the cheapest guy available. Are we going to be in that mm-hmm. situation if there's a change in the basketball coaching you know, that, you know, you're just going to have to kind of – live with whatever Georgia Tech can get, or is there the ability to have a financial commitment to go get somebody, I don't mean top tier, but somebody who's a pretty right. good coach, you know, in college basketball? Right. Well, I mean, certainly you look at Georgia Tech's history, um, you know, before it was Josh Pastor, it was Brian Gregory who came from Dayton, uh, Paul Hewitt came from Siena, Bobby Crummins, obviously years and years ago, came from Appalachian State, I guess it was. Um, and yeah, that's kind of, if something were to happen, my guess would be something like that again. It'd be, you know, a, a hot assistant or, or an up and coming mid-major guy. Um, yeah, you asked about the money for a reason you stated that they just had to have a coaching transition and even the, you know, say bad himself as a result of a, a change at, at the top. Um, I don't think there's, I mean, well, I, I guess I'll give you one caveat uh, on Al Cabrera, the school president has, 
said more than once uh, about you know he's committed to doing whatever it takes to, to uh, providing the resources to make tech a you know a, a world class or you know elite a- athletic uh, program and um, you know we're still kind of figuring out what that looks like exactly what he means by that and so there's probably things he could do to make that possible I don't know if that's quite what he means in terms of making money available uh, through different means but. My guess is that probably wouldn't happen, um, but uh, but yeah. So I would think, and so that's that kind of that's a challenge you're facing with, with with um, if you make the decision with to, with Josh Pastor or as you face it is, yeah, it's a tough year and you're you're losing a lot of enthusiasm and, and certainly he's not giving a lot of indication that things are getting better or they're about to turn around the corner. If even if that is the case, um, you're you're faced with the cost of of you know. A, you know, potentially buying out a new coach if that's what you're going to be able to think you can try to do and then hiring him away. And obviously this isn't a job that people are going to come running to necessarily, you know, certainly for the kind of coach you're talking about. Um, so it's a, it'd be a big cost. And, but, uh, but yeah, you don't, it's, it's, I think in some ways, yeah, it's um, just the way the season is turning out. I, I wonder if, if it's, they almost feel like they, they don't have a lot of choices at this point. Well, look, football season's six months away, so we got that to look forward to. So, <laughs> anyway. Baseball season starts pretty soon. Yeah, too, really. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ken Segura covers all things for Georgia Tech at the uh, AJC. AJC.com is where you can check out all of his work, and he's on Twitter at KSegura, AJC. Ken, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes here, and, um, you know, we will uh, we will be talking down the road here. All right. Sounds good, John. Thank you. You got it. When we get back, it's going to be time for – What's bugging Chuckery? Imagine thinking that Nick Sirianni isn't a really good head coach. We'll talk about all of that next. Chuckery in the Key Studios, Sports Radio 92 on the game, Odyssey.com app. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Back to more John Chuckery. This party's going to rock. Make some noise. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Back at it, John Truckers Show, hanging out in the Kia Studios. Thursday night with you. 404-741-0929. That is the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Honestly, apps how you catch us on the go. Social media is at 929thegame on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. At JMCH316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. Um, we do have a show tomorrow night. It will be short. It will be until 830 and then, of course, we hand it off to Hawks basketball at that point. So, Hawks uh, in Utah to take on the Jazz. And what I think is definitely a, you know, it, it's kind of that swing game because I'll be honest with you. I mean, they're not good on back-to-backs as it is. But playing a back-to-back in uh, – let me put it this way. Sam Mitchell and I used to talk about that – The hardest thing to do in the NBA, the single hardest thing to do was to play a back-to-back where the second night was in Denver because of the altitude and everything else, right? 
that you're already tired and now you got to deal with, you know, the altitude and everything like that. And didn't matter if Denver was good or anything like that. Sam always used to talk about that was the hardest thing to do in the NBA, have a back-to-back where the second game was in Denver. Well, now you figure, you know, Denver's what? I think they lead the Western Conference or they're, you know, 1-2 in the Western Conference. They arguably, I don't know. I mean, Joker might be in line for a third MVP. I don't know if he's the best player in the NBA, but he's certainly right there at the very tippy top of everything. I just, I don't feel like the Hawks are going to win that game. Everything sets up for them to lose. Now, look, maybe they'll win by 30 tomorrow night, or I should say on Saturday night. But it doesn't set up for the Atlanta Hawks to win that game. So this feels like the game that, okay, if we can get it in Utah tomorrow, we've got the two wins on the road. At worst, we're two and three on the road. But certainly you can swing some momentum back in your direction by playing the New Orleans Hornets. Or, uh, yeah, the, the what are they? They're the Pelicans. Yeah, I want to say Hornets. I mean, that's Charlotte. Um, Charlotte Hornets. Um, but you can swing that pendulum back in your direction by when you play New Orleans on Tuesday. And then, you know, when the Hawks get back here and they play on Thursday – against Phoenix, that'll be the trade deadline. So we'll learn a lot over just the next few days because we're a week away. We're literally, what, seven days away from where the trade deadline is. I think it's the the the, the, the ninth is the trade deadline. So we're, we're getting very, very close to all of it. So we'll be on with you until 8.30 uh, tomorrow night. And then it's uh, Hawks and uh, the Utah Jazz, uh, 8.30 pregame, 9 o'clock tip. Steve Holman and uh, Mike uh, Mike Connie will have the uh, the call for all of that. Um, Sam liked when I said that, uh, Connie. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so um, they'll have the call, and uh, you know we continue on this uh, West Coast road trip, this uh, non California team, you know, road trip of the Western Conference team. So we'll see what uh, what happens. We'll get to a uh, what's well. Let's get to what's bugging Chuckery now. We're we're getting short on time here. Don't look now, but somebody out there just got Chuckery ticked off. <laughs> like that's hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for what's bugging Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. So the New York Giants safety Julian Love was on NFL Network earlier today, and I think he had a crazy quote that he put out there talking about the Philadelphia Eagles head coach, Nick Sirianni, saying that, quote, um, he said that he's, uh, quote, in for a free ride because of Philadelphia's talented roster. He's a guy who's really, who really is doing a good job because he's not getting in the way of his team, Love said. Uh, he's had an experienced roster from top to bottom, offense, defense. Okay. Um, the free ride thing is kind of uh, in it. What did he say? Uh, quote, I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, talking about how, you know, the, the Eagles blew out the, the Giants uh, in the uh, division around the playoffs. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. He's in for a free ride now. You got You guys can coach this team meaning that the other hosts that were on on set there 
thing that they could coach this team. Okay. Can I tell you that up until this year, was Jalen Hurts a guy that was an overachiever and had succeeded at anything? Or or was he looked at as being a Midland guy who might not even get paid by their organization? He had to ball out this year to get paid. Oh, okay. And so is the only reason why the Giants won this year because Daniel Jones had a really good year, Saquon Barkley got back to being Saquon Barkley, or is Brian Dayball like a good coach of the Giants? He's a really good coach. Oh, okay. So coaching had nothing to do with it. So this is the ultimate, you know, people used to joke about Phil Jackson. Oh, well, he can just roll the ball out, okay? And then I pointed out correctly that, you know, those Lakers teams that had Kobe and Shaq and Rick Fox and, you know, Derek Fisher and all those guys, you know, they played for almost three years together before they won anything, and then Phil came in and they instantly won the NBA title. You know, Nick Sirianni has done a really good job. They were 9-8 and eight last year, made the wild card. What were they the year before? Any idea? I'm going to guess 3-13. and 13. Four, what is it, 4-11-1? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yep. So they went from four wins to 14 in two seasons. But the coach has nothing to do with that, huh? He's just got a roster that's lucky. Okay. With a quarterback who, by all accounts, had not lived up to his hype or whatever it was until this year. And he had a he had a terrific season. He's in the in the MVP discussion. I don't think he's gonna win the MVP. I think Mahomes is gonna win the MVP, and probably deservedly so. But he's in the discussion. So you mean to tell me that you can just roll the ball out there and everything is fixed and ready to go, huh? <laughs> Didn't help develop, you know. And by the way, Nick Sirianni isn't, you know, he's not just some ham and egger. I mean, he has been around the league for a while. He has, you know, he has had some stops. I know he's only 41 years old, but he took them from four wins to nine to 14. Nothing about coaching, huh? Because two years ago they they were four they were four wins with a guy, by the way, who won them a Super Bowl at coach. Two years ago, because Nick Sirianni was a rookie last year. Let me let me say this about Julian Love, okay? Look at last year's first game of the year, not, or not this past season, but the year before. Nick Sirianni's Rookie year, okay? Go to the very first game against the Atlanta Falcons, okay? And I want to put the tape in for Julian Love about the difference between how we did not get anything going for Kyle Pitts in his first game and how Devontae Smith scored a touchdown on the very first drive of the season. But that wasn't utilizing the rookies... Okay. And uh, Eagles defensive end Brandon Graham defended Sirianni 
when asked about it later on and loves comments. People always got something to say when they're at home. <laughs> They've got some stuff to think about. A lot of people are just mad because of what happened this season. Yeah, because didn't they win 38-7? to Hmm. Okay. Wonder if he would say his coach was just along for the ride. Because Daniel Jones hadn't done nothing this year. All of a sudden, he plays better. All of a sudden, Saquon Barkley plays like he did in the past. He had thirteen, almost 1,400 yards this year. He had less than 600 combined the last two years. Oh, all right. I understand, but it definitely carries no weight because Coach proved himself every day, and if you're not in here, you wouldn't really know that. Well, yeah, Julian Love is trying to be, you know, hot take Tommy. You know, he's trying to go out there and be hot take Tommy for all of it. It's a ridiculous statement, and again, you know, guys when they're in that position, they're frustrated. They're not, you know, they don't look at some of these teams and say like, oh, yeah, well, we could have done that. No, you couldn't have. Well, we could have been where the Eagles are. No, you couldn't have. No, you couldn't have. You played the softest cupcake team in the entire NFL playoffs, the team that was made of tissue paper, and a quarterback who on, what was it, third and nine threw it four yards. Because that's what Kirk Cousins is. He's the tissue master. He's the Kleenex of quarterbacks. He's got a P for a Valentine, as we like to say. But anyway, it's a ridiculous comment. You know, his players know it. He's a really good coach, you know. And it's not just dumb luck that they're in the Super Bowl two years after they won four games in the NFL. Wish we could do something like that. Wish we could be in the Super Bowl two years after winning four or seven games, what have you. Anyway, that's what's bugging Chuckery. 404-741-0929. That's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. When we come back from the uh, top of the hour, we're going to ask you which professional sports team is best set up to win a title the soonest. And Dylan, I think, put a poll up. Braves, Hawks, Falcons, and United. Georgia doesn't count. They're not quite a professional team just yet. They got a, they got a lot, of, lot, lot of players that are going to be in the pro ranks. Their kids are making a lot of money on campus, but they're not a professional team just yet. Braves, Hawks, Falcons, United. And it does speak to, even just maybe two years ago, how much this list has changed over about a two- or three-year period. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92 on the game, Odyssey.com app. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.